Amen. If you're excited to be in church, give the Lord a shout of praise in this place. Is that all you can do? It's my joy to invite our own for Jesus. Is that all you can do for Jesus? Are there some young people in this place? Shout like your voice is yours. Clap like those hands are yours. And give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Somebody lift up your right hand and let's connect with God. Speak in tongues. This morning we are going to spend a lot of time praying. Bible says that he that speaks in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself, though his mind be unfruitful. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries unto God. For those that can pray in tongues, I want you to believe God. This morning, you will receive a touch of the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth us in our infirmities, for we know not to pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Beautiful King, excellent God, I bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, I bow. 
worship at your feet and before your glory you're the glorious God and now before your throne worship at your feet and now before your Last night when I was praying into the service, for Melkida, I know her by name. So when God showed me her face, I knew her. But for you, I don't know you by name. But for you in particular, God showed me the exact attire you are wearing. And that's why I called you out. And God is asking me to tell you that at this time, you feel like your life is nothing. People don't know you. People don't regard you. But God says he's lifting you up. He's going to lift you from where you are. I I, I see that in your future. I want you to take good care of your your life. And mark out your life well. As I just closed my eyes, I saw you on the TV. I saw you on TV screens all over the nation. You'll be a face that will be recognized in this nation. When you speak, people will listen. Bow before your throne. Worship at your feet. Bow before your throne. You're the glorious God. The, the, the problem with us Christians sometimes is that sometimes you, you want somebody to wind you up to worship God. This morning I'm not here to wind anybody up. God is in this place. Whether you connect with him or not is your business. So if you are waiting for me to wind you up in prayer, I mean, uh, then you came to, for the wrong service. Today, I'm dealing with the people that are serious with God. So I want you to be serious with God. As we worship, I want you to plug in and worship. Give your everything to God.
is raising you as a spiritual giant. Amongst amongst your peers, you 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 will be you will be you will stand out. But this is what I want you to do. Don't play with relationships. Don't play with relationships. Aside me, who is your facilitator you are closest to? Uncle Dennis. Uncle Dennis, I want you to keep your close eye on her. God is going to raise you to become a spiritual giant. But what, what you need to do, that don't mess around in relationships. Because that's where brain I saw that at age 18, two years from now, at age 18, a guy will come into your life. You will think you are in love, but you are not in love. And if you mess around that relationship, you truncate what God wants to do with it. Because God, I see God giving you the grace that support, that was upon Catherine Coleman. Your, 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 your presence, when you are in a place, it's like the Holy Spirit is there.
Last week, last week I preached about rooted and grounded. I said two things we must do. We must hold the head. And we must build a track record of obedience. Before we move into today's word, today honestly I didn't want to preach. Before we move into today's word, I want us to spend time praying. Number one, we are praying that anything, and this is a personal prayer, anything that prevents you or holds you back from your roots going deep in Christ, you are praying that let it be taken out of your life. Anything that holds you back, anything that prevents you from going deep in God, you are praying that this morning, I am living here and those things are living my life in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. Mashanda riba basata iko shada badiata leko shanda baraba basata iko shada badiata lekata dabadabra antadi didikashutaya leko shada banta ikada baraba basaya leko shada badita tana namasai leko shada baramba dina dunununu shata Latanda pa ikosha dabligata Latata ikapanda bana masotoliasa Rababa shata ikalabaleata Latanda panda bana makosha dididiata That anything, anything in my life that holds me back From going deep in God Latana masoto ikosha diata Rababa shata ikolobo shata dididiata Likatanda bana
Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Thank <laughs> you. 
Granted him grace for apostleship to command obedience unto the gospel. There is a grace that God gives us. Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 37, He says that it shall come to pass in that day that I shall take away your stony heart and give unto you a heart of flesh. And I shall pour my spirit within you, and you shall be able to do my will. Don't ever think you can obey God on your own. There is, there is a grace we need. There is a grace we need to obey God. Peter ran at the behest of a 12-year-old girl. This somebody that had been with Jesus for three years. He couldn't stand for Jesus. But when, when the grace came, Stood before the Sanhedrin council. Says if we die, we die. It is better we obey God than rather than obey men. And we are asking God to give us the grace. For some of you, it's like you want to obey God, but in the midst of your friends, you lose strength. You you know you are not supposed to do it, but when it gets there, the strength is not there. You are praying, that Father, give me grace. But you to put your hand on your head and say, that Father, give me grace, grace to obey. I want you to, this is a personal prayer. I want you to pray. Ask God, Father, give me grace to obey you. Grace to walk in obedience. Grace to stay on the path. Even when it looks like it's crazy. Even when it looks
in the name of Jesus that I am rooted in Christ. That I am rooted in Christ. My roots are firmly planted in Him. My roots are firmly planted in Him. I don't know about you, but this is a prayer we are saying this morning. I want you to do it with all seriousness. Say, my roots are firmly planted in Him. I hold firmly to His Lordship. I hold firmly to the Lordship of Christ. Christ is my Lord. Christ is my Lord and Master. I hold to His head. I hold to His head. I say as Christ speaks. I speak as Christ speaks. I hear as Christ hears. Today, I boldly declare in the power of the Holy Spirit, I walk in obedience. I walk in obedience. I am willing and I am obedient. I am willing and I am obedient. I eat the good of the land. I eat the good of the land. See, the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 9, it says, For if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Say, I am willing and I am obedient. I eat the good of the land. My roots will go deep and I shall bear much fruit. My roots will go deep and I shall bear much fruit. Put Isaiah chapter 37. Isaiah 37, in verse 11 or 21. It says, For there shall be a remnant in Judah whose roots shall, it says, their roots shall grow downwards and they shall bear fruit upwards. It says, their roots shall grow downwards and they shall bear fruit upwards. It says, my roots are going deep. Declare for me, my roots are going deep. My roots are going deep. And I will bear much fruit. My mind is set on things above. My mind is set on things above. I am led by the Spirit. My mind is set on things above. And I am led by the Spirit. I walk in obedience. I walk in my inheritance. I walk in power. I walk in righteousness. I walk in holiness. I walk in obedience. I walk in my inheritance. I walk in power. I walk in righteousness. I walk in holiness. And I walk in excellence. In Jesus' name. Somebody lift up your voice and say a prayer to God. Mashadaba. Rababako Shadaba. Mako Rababa Shadaba.
that our roots are firmly planted in you. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take our seats. The, the two of you, the reason why I called you first is that God is going to give the, the two of you a strong prophetic grace. And, and I'm not saying that you have been called as a prophet to go into ministry. So now God is giving you a strong prophetic grace that in, in your everyday life, it will, it, will, it will be, you will begin to get amazed at what God will do in your life because it will be so unusual and weird. You will know things on, on a normal day you shouldn't know. And, and when people, you see, you, you, you in particular, you walk in a strong grace of word of wisdom. That when, 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 not word of wisdom that people know, this is the wisdom, you speak the wisdom of God. When, when there are tight solutions, when the, when the family is tight, in a strong, in a tight corner, when you speak, you unleash every solution the family needs. And I see, I, I see that because of that gift that God is giving you, you are rising up. I saw you, I, just now, I saw you go tall spiritually. And God is going to use you, my For you, you would be humble. What, what God is going to do with you, you require a lot. Because you know things you shouldn't know. You, 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 you give answers to solutions that have been there for a long time. 10 years, 20 years, people have not found a solution to it. You just know it. Down. I will not give you everything. 
some of them, I'll give you the scripture. When you go home, go and read. Church will not do everything for you. Amen. Sometimes you must open the scriptures and find out for yourself. Amen. So let's go back to our text for last week. Last week we did rooted and grounded, right? Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. The verse number 7, which was our emphasis, says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So our, our last week we, we focused on on the first half of the first phrase, which was rooted, right? So that we should be, last week we said we must be rooted and grounded. And what are the two things that I said we must do? Number one, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for a response. Number one, again, oh, I'm preaching with you. Number one, number two, say it like you mean it. Number two, all right. Today I'm talking about Built up in Him. Built up in Him. Amen. So as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. What is Paul saying? He's saying that not only must our roots go deep, not only must we hold firmly to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, not only must we begin to develop a track record of obedience, one thing we must begin to do is that we must build our lives in Him and on Him. Somebody say in Him and on Him. So you see, our lives... Our lives are like buildings. You see, when you are, you are building, you are, you are constructing, and you are bringing different elements together to form a particular piece. So when, when this building was being constructed, there was something on paper. There was, there was something in the mind's eye of Pastor Kujo. And, and as the masons were coming, the masons were, were bringing water. They will bring cement. They will bring blocks. They will bring stone chippings. There will be iron rods. It, it, it looks like very distinct things. But in Pastor Kujo's mind, he's building a church. For them, they are, they are doing their own thing. But in this man's mind, before this building was here, Pastor Kujo has seen it. I hope you are getting me. And, and God is asking us to build our lives on him and in him. What, what does it mean? You see, God, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible also tells us that Abraham and Co, they were looking for a kingdom, a place, a building whose founder, whose builder and architect is God. So when God is building our lives, two things, one of the things you must know is that God has a plan for your life and God has the blueprint for, for, the, for the way your life must be built. So, yes, you are building to become, you are building your life to become a medical doctor. You may be building your life to become a pharmacist. You may be building your life to become an engineer. You are building your life to become a pastor. But at the end of the day, that building must reflect Christ. Because, you see, when, when we are building, there are two parts of a building. There's what we call the foundation and the superstructure. The superstructure is any part that is above the ground, what we see with our eyes. So when you stand outside of Calvary Temple, what you see is the superstructure. But what you don't realize is that the foundation is designed to reflect itself in the superstructure. So when, when you see the building, this room is the way it is because of the foundation. 
if the foundation does not support this room, this room cannot exist. What am I saying? At the end of the day, if you are building your life on Christ, if you are building your life in Christ, at the end of the day, if you are a medical doctor, you must be a medical doctor in whom we see the foundation. You must be a pharmacist in whom we see the foundation. You must be a lawyer in whom we see Christ. Not a lawyer who is defending rapists. No, you, you must be a politician in whom we see Christ. So, when we are building, we must take our time to build. Let's turn our Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm just rushing through this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 11. Verse number 11. Let's Give me new King James here. Because I, I want us to preach together. So give me new King James going for you. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation clearly from this scripture is Jesus Christ. Right? It says, no other foundation can be laid than that which is already laid. So we can, as a Christian, you can't build on any other thing but Jesus. If you are not building on Jesus, from the get-go, you are not a Christian. So for us, the, the, what, what this implies is that, you see, the masons cannot come to a site and see a foundation and choose to put the blocks where they want. Hope you are getting me. When you are building, where you place the blocks, where you place the materials, is determined by the, the design of the foundation. So it says, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus. So it means that the way you are going to construct your life is already determined. You are, you are stuck within a certain remit. You can't go outside of it. Because what happens is that if you don't build according to the foundation, you will build and crash to develop in your world. Give me the verse number 12. 10 minutes. God is my helper. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, 13. Each one's work will be clear, for the day will declare it. Another version will say, that day will make it known. It says, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work, what sort it is. So, what is Paul saying? He said that people are building, we are all supposed to build on this foundation. There are different ways people will go about the building. Some will build, he says, he mentions two categories of materials. He says, some are building with gold, with silver, and with precious stones. And some are building with wood, with hay, and with straw. Wood, hay, and straw are things that are common, are things that are cheap, and are things that are perishable in fire. I hope you are noted it now. So, they are cheap. Number one. They are common. You don't you don't have to struggle to get wood. When we get downstairs, we'll see trees. And they are perishable 
in fire. Then he mentioned the second category of items. He says, these ones are gold. They are silver and they are precious stones. These ones are expensive. They are precious. They are unique. They are not common. And they take effort to find. I can, you can't just leave Tin Chapel and go, to the, the, go outside and find gold. Gold will take effort. You must mine the ground. After mining the ore, you must take it and go and treat the ore. After, if you want silver, you go and mine, you treat it. Precious stones, same way. These things are not common. What am I saying? Whilst we are building our life, some are building a common life. No holiness. Their life is like everyone else in the world. The Bible says, what, what you are doing is, I says, these things. Let's go to the verse 12. The verse 13. Give me the verse 13. It says, each one's work. So, what he's saying is that the, the gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, those things represent your works. Just each man's works will be revealed. But it will be tested in fire. So, as you are, you are building your life on Jesus, what are the components? You see, when you are building, you are bringing different components together. What are the different components you are bringing together? Some of you are using cheap things to build your life. So, you want to become a medical doctor. You are cutting corners, cheating in exams. You are building with wood. You are building with hair. And you are building with straw. You, 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 want to, you want to become a minister of God. And you are fornicating, sleeping with the ladies here and there. You are doing things you don't, you don't have to be doing. You are building with wood. You are building with hair. You are building with straw. At the end of the day, it shall be passed through the fire. And mind you, when it passes through the fire, the only thing that will remain is the foundation. But for some of you, you can, some of you, some of you, you will barely make it to heaven. That's what he's saying. Some of us, some people will barely make it to heaven. Have you seen someone coming from a, a, a house that is burning? And sometimes they, they escape though, but you can smell the smoke on them. Some of you, that's how you enter heaven. Who smell hell smoke on you. Because you are, you are, you are, you are built with wood, you are built with hay, and you are built with straw. So, when they pass through the fire, nothing could come out. But you see, gold, silver, precious stones, those ones, when they pass through the fire, they shine more. They become better. How are you building your life? Let me give you three things. So, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to walk, quickly run us through the gold, the silver, and the precious stones. Number one, the gold represents the character of God. If we are building with gold, that means we are building our lives with the character of God. What do I mean by the character of God? I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 And the fruits of the Spirit are these. Love, joy, peace. Temperance, patience. Put it on the screen for me. Galatians 5.22 these are the things that we build our life with. So, as you are building to become a doctor, as you are building to become a pharmacist, everyone, what do you want to be in future? Right now, you don't have a blueprint there. Find a, may God give you a blueprint in the name of Jesus. Says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 23. Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. 
this is this is what Paul is saying. He says that when, when we you see when we are building with these things, gold. If you read the Old Testament, if you're a good student of the Bible, you realize that in the Old Testament, when God was putting together the tabernacle, most of the items as you move from the outer court and you were moving to the holy place and the holy place where and the most holy place where God's presence was, everything was overlaid with gold. Everything was overlaid with gold. The the wood was made from the wood that was that the gold overlaid was made from acacia wood. Acacia wood is a wood that breeds a lot of stones, and the stones represent the, 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 the that wood represents humanity. Humanity in its care state. Because when God cares man, He says the ground shall bring forth thorns and thistles for you. So that acacia wood represents man in its care state. But when we are born again, we become overlaid with divinity. We become overlaid with the character of God. God's Holy Spirit dwells in us. He works in us and He works through us. So as you are building your life, what you must take time to do is to make sure that the divinity that is inside of you in the Holy Spirit comes to the forefront. So as you are a doctor, as you are a pharmacist, you are one that has self-control. You are a lawyer, but you are a lawyer who has self-control. You are a lawyer who is gentle. You are one that shows forth love. So when people see you, they see God. They see the gold in you. We must build with gold. You see, if we don't build with these materials, when the fire comes, we will be exposed. In Second Peter chapter one, the Bible says, Peter says, Simon Peter, a born servant and an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, to them that have received life, precious faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. I'm on verse three. Verse. As his divine power had given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these we might become partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through us. So at the end of the day, there are two categories of people that are building. There are those that are building in God's divine nature. And there are those that are building in the corruption that is in this world. Verse 5. It says, now, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue. We know the scripture. Add to your faith virtue, to your virtue, knowledge, your knowledge, temperance. He goes, oh, give, let's go to the verse number 11. Give me 10 and 11. 10. Let's go to 10. Verse number 10. When you go, go and read the rest. I told you I will not give you everything. So, when you go, go and read what is between 5 and 10. It says, therefore, brethren, be more diligent to make your call and election sure. Your call, see, Christianity is not a religion, it's a calling. If you're a Christian, God has called you into ministry. Your ministry is that you will become like Christ. Your ministry is to reflect Christ to the world. So don't say that, I don't know my calling, I don't know my work. Today I'm telling you, based on this scripture, that our call as Christians is to reveal God through Christ to the world. Therefore, brethren, be more diligent to make your call and election show. For if you do these things, what are the things he's talking about? Adding to your faith, making sure that the character of God is seen. He says, if you do these things, you shall never stumble. When I saw this scripture, I was, I was shocked. Some of you, you see, some of you say that, oh, the Christian life is full of ups and downs. Is that what Peter is saying? Up, ups and downs doesn't mean fornication, no. Let me, let's, get it, let's get it right. Ups and downs, that doesn't mean sinning. Ups and downs mean that even in the persecution, we are for God. 
So don't say that the Christian life is full of ups and downs and you are sinning and you are considering that ups and downs. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Yes, there's a place in God where we don't fall. But we must, we must make sure we are building on the character of God in the verse 11. Says, for so, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It means that Jesus, and so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. You see, you can be on earth and have an entrance into heaven because you are made of what heaven is made of here on earth. Says, for so, an entrance will be supplied to you. It's not everybody that is just living here on earth too. That's why Paul says, for our conversation is from heaven. From whence we look forward to the glorious appearing of our Savior, who shall change our vile bodies to be fashioned unto the light fashion of His. We must build with gold. How many minutes? Nine. Silver. Silver represents the works of redemption. The works of redemption. So, God represents what? The nature of God. The character of God. The fruits of the Spirit. Silver represents the works of redemption. In the book of Numbers, when the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, and God was giving them the laws through Moses, he told them that anyone that is 20 years old and above, especially the firstborns, each one should come and redeem himself. And they were supposed to pay what the Bible calls half a shekel silver. Half a shekel silver. And God gave this reason because they were supposed to die in Egypt. Because they were the firstborns. And I, God, saved them by the blood of the Lamb. So they are going to work a work of redemption by paying... It wasn't, you can't pay for your salvation. So God didn't even demand a full shekel of the silver. He says, half a shekel silver. We cannot save others. But there are works we can do in the building and construction of our life in Jesus Christ that will save others. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. Let's do the 19. That is, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses on them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So, this is the word that God has given to each and every one of us. And as we are building our life on Christ Jesus, as we are building with gold, we must remember that we are supposed to build with silver. It means that we must be committed to the work of reconciliation. Don't say that God called me to be a lawyer so you can't win souls. You're a lawyer and evangelist. Everybody outside your ministry have been called to be an evangelist. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, make full proof of your ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. At the time Paul was writing to Timothy, Timothy was the bishop of the church in Ephesus. The biggest church in Asia Minor at the time. He's writing to the overseer of the churches in Asia Minor. And he's telling him, make full proof of your ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. 
As a lawyer, make full proof of your lawyership. Do the work of an evangelist. As an accountant, make full proof of your career as an accountant. Do the work of an evangelist. That is why we are building with silver. So you, you can be an accountant who doesn't falsify figures. You, you will not add things to it. Then your colleagues will come. Why are you not doing this? Then you tell them about Jesus. Then you are winning others to Jesus because of your career as an accountant. The Bible says, let your light therefore shine that men will see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. Most of us, when we think about ministry, when we think about working for God, you think about the pastors, you think about these things. No, that's not, that's not necessarily the ministry. Let's turn our Bible to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So the Bible says, Now he who ascended also descended and he gave gifts to men. And he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some pastors, he gave some evangelists, he gave some teachers for the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. It says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So, who is being equipped? And I put it together. Who is being equipped? The saints. Who are the saints? You and I. So today I'm preaching. I'm standing here as a teacher. In my role as a teacher, I'm equipping you, the saints, to go and do the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? It is the work of reconciliation. As you and I are building as you are building your life, you must build with gold. You must build with silver. You must go out and preach the word. You must go out and speak to others about Jesus. Your life must reflect Jesus. You must go be intentional. See, when Jesus comes, you can't tell Jesus that I didn't hear. Today I've made sure you have heard. You can't tell Jesus that I didn't know you were expecting this of me. No. We have been we are being equipped for the work of the ministry. You and I are supposed to build with silver. It means that your money, some of you, oh, you, are, you, are, you are thinking about how you'll be rich. Then you travel the world. Go and see women. God forgive you if that is your mind. How 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 you eat, you relax, and see when you have money, some must go to the for the work of the ministry. Your money must be committed. To soul winning. Some of you will say, oh, we are going to do evangelism. We need funding. You give. But if the same basket comes, ha, there's a hundred times more blessing in this place. If you sow, God will give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could. You see how people will be rushing to the basket. You have sold, but you have not sold anything in silver. That is wood. We must build with silver. Our, 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 our given care must be motivated by works of silver, by works of reconciliation, works of redemption. Last thing now, close. The precious stones. The precious stones. The precious stones represent the sufferings we endure for the sake of Christ. The sufferings we endure for the sake of Christ. You see, one of the things that amazed me the most, that amazed me the most in the Bible, is that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, he had a glorious body. Somebody say glorious body. Say so resurrected body. That means that body, he had a body that was not limited by the laws of matter and science. 
his disciples were in a room and he appeared there. How did he enter? The Bible makes it clear that when they were in the room, the windows were shut and the doors were closed. Jesus appeared in the room. That is what you do when you are in a resurrected body. That is what you do when you are in your glorious state, the glorious body. But the amazing part of it all is that even in the glorious body, he retained the marks and the stripes. He retained the marks and the stripes because those marks and those stripes were precious to God. Because he endured them for the sake of God. They were precious to God. See, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. He says, For these though these light afflictions that we endure about for a moment, he says they are working for us. Give me 2 Corinthians 4 17. They are working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4 17. But for these light afflictions. See, once, once when you are building on Christ, you are building with the character of God. You are building with reconciliation in mind. There are things that are going to come your way. There are opportunities that are going to be denied you. People will slander you. People will say all sorts of things about you in your school. See, when I was, when I was in, in the university, we were writing exams, and I told my friends, see, if you need any help, see me before the paper starts. I'll teach you. When the paper starts, I don't know you. It's not because I'm not your friend. It's because I'm building with gold. I'm setting an example. Jesus Christ must be seen in my life. I can't be teaching you and you say I'm a good friend. And my lecturer will see me, the invigilator will see me and say, this boy is always preaching my devotion. When he comes to exams, he's cheating. I can't do that. So my friends cut me off. They say I'm a wicked person. It was, it was an affliction I had to endure. There are things you will have to endure. They look painful now, but they are precious to God. You see, what, what, what we don't see is, you see, our value system, in, in, on the earth, our value system and God's value system, they are diametrically opposite. So, so in, on the earth, we value gold. Gold is precious. Gold is everything. If you go to heaven, the streets are made of gold. In Ghana, we use stones and quota to make the road. But in heaven, the streets, the streets are made of gold. It's all like our values. So, once you are suffering, you see, we, we, we look at, even in Christianity, sometimes we don't get the value system right. We see somebody with money, we say, hey, this is God. I'm not saying that money is not of God. But when you see somebody enjoying affliction for the sake of Christ, don't despise the person. It is precious to God. For our light affliction. Look at Paul's words. Yes, for our light affliction. It means that whatever you are going through, no matter how difficult you think it is, no matter how hard you think it is, last year was one of the hardest years of my life. But in 2019, even though it was hard, I have to stay together with Paul for our light affliction. It is light. Compared to what God is using it for, it is light. Says, for our light affliction, which is that for a moment, is working for us. And a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This morning, how are you building your life? Some of you, small affliction, then you give up. You must go through it. Romans 8, 17. Romans 8, 17. Kalabashota. So, 
And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if we indeed suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. There's a, see, there's a part of the Christian vocation. There is a part of your call as a Christian. Part of the part of the ingredients you need to build, the materials you need to build, is suffering. Yeah, this is not a nice gospel, but it's part of the gospel. For the for the materials to be solid, for the building, you see, it's not you can't you see when you're building. You see, we are talking about three different materials: gold, silver, precious stones. When you're building, you don't use only blocks. Ah, at the point you use blocks. Then you use cement to line it. Then you add some stones with the cement and the sand to do concrete. So you will not build with only gold. Media, I don't like the suffering. I like only the character, the fruit of the spirit. No. You have to do concrete. Small gold. Small silver. Small suffering. Small gold. Small silver. Small suffering. And it's working for you. Because the day will come, it shall be revealed. And the fire of God will come. If we suffer together with him, Paul puts it this way. He says, For I am completing what is lacking behind in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body. In in Second Corinthians chapter 4, thing in verse number 19, he says, For this cause, death worked in us. He says, Death is working in us so that life may work in you. This is what we endure. This is what we must endure in building our lives on Jesus Christ. Uh, musicians, sometimes it will mean that there are some songs you can't sing. And it means that maybe your progression in your music career will be cut short. Or it will not get to a certain level. But you are ready to endure it. See? Sometimes when we, when I, when we, we talk about these things, it sounds as though, hey, right? It's it like cold water is being poured on some of you. It's nice. It's okay. Enjoy it. But you see, the reason why you are sad is because you think the ending is here on earth. You think that when you have suffered and you have endured these things, it has ended here. This, this place is just the first chapter of the story. Your life it's a hundred chapter book. And your life on earth is chapter one of the book. You are going to do the rest in eternity. This is not the end, you know. It means that sometimes as a doctor, you will never compromise. And because you don't compromise, you will never be promoted. That is a suffering and an affliction you must endure. This is how to build on Christ. Christ suffered. How do you think you will not suffer? Our Lord and Master Jesus says, a servant is not a part of his master. If they call me Beelzebub, what do you think they will call you? That's what Jesus told the disciples. Jesus died on a cross. Peter died upside down on a cross. They were going to crucify him. He says, I don't deserve to die like my master. Turn me upside down. See, let's not... Paul, who preached these glorious things, 
They beheaded him in Rome. But he knew that was not the end. He knew that for these light afflictions, which are passed for a moment. See, when you are going through, see, I'm not like you. When you are going through it, it doesn't look light. <laughs> when, we are, when we are going through it, it's not light. But you see, every now and then you must compare it with eternity. You must compare it with eternity for these light afflictions. These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, are working for us a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. Let's go back to our scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm bringing the message to an end. I've exceeded the time by six minutes. As, as you feel free. Oh, okay. We bless Jesus. Some points I want us to note. First Corinthians chapter 3. Give me the 12 and the 13. It says, Now, if anyone builds on this salvation with gold, and this foundation with gold, with silver, precious stones, let me, let me just move on to the 13. Each one's work will become clear. You see, as you and I are building our lives today, no one sees exactly what is going into it. All they see is, oh, this young guy is becoming a doctor. This one too is becoming a doctor. But at the end of the day, God will pass these two doctors through the fire. You will see that when one goes in the fire, when they come out, they are reduced to nothing. You see cracks in their life because they didn't build upon the foundation. Their life was not built in him, so it did not reflect him. We must build our lives on Jesus. You see, and these things, the gold, the silver, the precious stones, they are not found on the surface. That means you must work hard at it. No, no. Even, even Galam says you have to go and dig and become dirty. Sometimes it means that you go through it. You don't have patience. You must work at having patience. Some of you, some of you as Christians, there's no love in your life. You're selfish. The kind of love the Bible is talking about, you don't have some. Selfish love. The love there is agapeo. Which is God's kind of love. The love that loves without expecting anything in return. It loves in spite of the people. Yeah. Some of you are there. You, 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 love, you love only rich people. You love only neatly dressed people. You love people who look nice. That's not how God. The Bible says that when Jesus came, he was a friend of sinners and publicans. He sat and ate with them. He loved them despite their situation. And you must take time to build with these three things because it will be revealed. He says, The day will make it manifest. That day he's talking about is the day we stand before Jesus. Before men, you can pretend. As I stand here, if I'm not building with gold, silver, and precious stones, you don't know. You think that this guy is spiritual, but I can stand before God, and when I pass through the fire, I'm bent down. And that, 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 that alone should scare you.
you can see someone nobody regards, nobody knows his name, but every day of his life, he has been building on Christ. Every day, one day at a time, he's making sure that the Holy Spirit is working through him. He's allowing the responses of the Holy Spirit to come to the surface. He's out there working the works of God in the salvation and the reconciliation of man to God. And he's enduring whatever that comes with it. When he stands before God, he stands as a giant before God. Men will not have respected him. Men will not have applauded him. But when he's going to heaven, Jesus Christ will give him a standing ovation because he built upon the rock. It doesn't matter what men say about you. Paul says, do I then please men? In Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. He says, do I then please men? For if I please men, I cannot. It's not that I can and sometimes I cannot. It's just if I please men, I cannot. I cannot be a servant of God. This As we build our lives, I want us to take these three things into consideration. Build with the character of God. Peter says, but if you do these things, I mean, I want to get to a point in my life where it's not about falling down and getting up. He says, if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. I mean, by the time you will get up, somebody has finished the race. If you do these things, you will never stumble. And for so, an, an, abundantly, an abundant entrance will be opened unto you into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior. This one is my prayer to you. That you will be rooted and built up in Christ Jesus. That you will build upon the solid rock of Christ Jesus. That at the end of the day, when God passes you through the fire, you will come out shining. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that in all boldness and simplicity you have granted me grace to declare your word. I pray, O oh God, that these ones will not be just hearers of the word, but they will be doers of the word. That they shall be built up on you. Built up in you. That on that day, Father, we may not be found wanting. Father, may we build, even though it's expensive, we'll build with gold. Even though it might be difficult, we will build with gold. We'll build with silver. We'll build with these precious stones. We'll pay the price, Father. But at the end of the day, we shall come to the mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That our buildings may reflect you and reflect your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.